Welcome to another segment of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker, and you're listening to On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. Bishop Rudolph, how are you doing this marvelous Monday? I am doing outstanding, sir, and I hope you're doing fine as well. Oh, most definitely. Looking forward to today's discussion. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit in this past series, and now today you want to introduce and talk to us about uh, the day of Pentecost. What exactly is Pentecost? Well, I'm excited to talk about this, and and uh, this is just a powerful study that we have done, um, and I, I'm just excited about it, but uh the day of Pentecost uh, basically deals specifically with what happened on the day that the Holy Spirit came from heaven and filled each one of the disciples who were in the upper room. If you remember, uh, the Bible tells us uh, that Jesus Christ himself told the disciples that I'm about to go back to heaven. And there were people who really thought that Jesus was going to establish his kingdom on earth. And of course, uh, he did not do that. Uh, Jesus had been with those disciples for three years of ministry. And instead of them understanding what he was saying, that I am going away, I have died, I have risen from the dead, and now I'm going away to be back with the Father because my kingdom is not of this earth. My kingdom is in heaven with my Father. But I am going to send to you a comforter, and he will come, and he will lead you and guide you into all truth. And the day of Pentecost, it's celebrated on the 50th day uh, from Easter Sunday. Usually it's the seventh Sunday from Easter Sunday, and it just basically commemorates, uh, as we did on yesterday, it commemorated the uh, descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and the other followers of Jesus Christ while they were in Jerusalem. Particularly, they were celebrating the Feast of Weeks, as described in the book of Acts, the first chapter, or the second chapter, verses 1 through 31. So in the Christian calendar, we call it the day of Pentecost, um, Pentecost Sunday. And we had a powerful time on Pentecost Sunday on yesterday. And uh, that's what I want to talk about, just the events of the day of Pentecost on today. So what actually occurred on that day? Because, you know, we, we have denominations and everybody say, well, we're, we're Pentecostal. What does that really mean? What actually happened on the day of Pentecost? Because we hear, you know, um, speaking in tongues and, and the uh, fire descending and cloven tongues. What, what actually occurred on that day? Well, according to Acts, the second chapter, it starts off by telling us that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place or in one accord in one place. And uh, and suddenly, according to that particular passage of scripture, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. Now, again, the disciples had been in the upper room since the ascension of Jesus Christ to heaven. And he told them that if they would wait, if they would just tarry in Jerusalem for uh, the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost would come, the Holy Spirit would come. And the Bible tells us that uh, it filled the house where they were all sitting. There was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were all a, they were all sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And in verse 4, it tells us, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them 
utterance. Now, the interesting thing about the Feast of Weeks is that in Jerusalem, there were all kinds of people that they were there, and they were out of every nation under under the heaven. And this phenomenon just began to be noised abroad, and the multitudes came together, and they were just confounded, according to the scripture, because every person saw these unlearned men speaking in their own native language. Now, again, these disciples or these individuals who follow Jesus Christ, they were not known for their education. They were not known as highly educated individuals. So for them to speak in another tongue really meant that something else was in control. And they, of course, were not in control. And so these people uh, began to listen to what they were saying in their own native tongue. And they were just amazed and they were marveled. And they just said unto each other, what is wrong with these Galileans? We know that they are from Galilee. We know that they have no knowledge of any language other than the one that they speak, but they are speaking uh, in our languages. And the interesting thing about this is that when they were confronted with this situation, uh, these people thought they were drunk. They literally thought they were drunk. They thought uh, that they were uh, just they, we knew that they they knew that they were unlearned, but they honestly thought that they were drunk and that something was wrong. But what I like about the Holy Ghost is that it gives you boldness, it gives you power, it gives you the ability to talk about something uh, that God wants you to deal with and talk about. And this is what happened to Peter. Now, as you know, just a few days ago, Peter was warming his hands around the fire, according to the scripture. And guess what? Someone confronted him and said, you are one of those followers of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that he denied Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times. And when he left, then uh, we, we heard no more of Peter. But on the day that Jesus rose from the dead, the scripture tells us that the ladies that came to, um, put oil and spices on the body of Jesus Christ. When they came to the grave, they saw that Jesus was no longer there. And guess what? They were told by the angels, they were told to go and tell the news to the disciples and Peter. And I like that particular passage of scripture when it says that, because it tells me that even in the midst of Jesus being risen from the dead, and even in the midst of Jesus being able to go back to the Father, because he he had already done what he was supposed to do, and he was on his way back to the Father, even in the midst of it, the news was left to Peter saying, go, I, I, I want you, Peter, to know that I do not blame you. I forgive you for what you did, but I want you to be empowered by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so Peter was thought of highly. Jesus did not forget Peter. Remember now, he said, uh, Peter, um, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He also gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind in heaven, you will uh, bind on earth and whatever, or excuse me, whatever you bind on earth, I will bind in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, I will loose in heaven. So he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. But even in the midst of all of that, Jesus saw something in Peter that we just could not see. 
Uh, and, and it's just powerful that on the day of Pentecost, when everybody thought that uh, these men were drunk, these men were unlearned, Peter stood up. The Bible tells us that when they were all amazed, Peter stood up and said, these men are not drunken as ye suppose. Now, this is the 14th verse of the second chapter of Acts. But Peter, standing up with the 11, lifted up his voice. I'm getting excited just talking about it. He lifted up his voice and said unto them, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass. In the last day, said God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And this was just the day of Pentecost when the Lord sent his spirit and it not only came upon them, but it came within them. And there is a huge difference and having the Spirit of God upon you and having it come on the inside of you. So that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. And really, that was the birth of the church, uh, the birthday of the church. And so we celebrated that on yesterday and with Pentecost Sunday. We had a powerful uh, service uh, where I pastor. And I just thank God for the opportunity uh, that I was given to celebrate the day of Pentecost with the saints in a Pentecostal church and enjoying a powerful Pentecostal Holy Ghost filled service. With that being said, you know, that was an event that happened then. What's the significance of that event today? You know, we remember things, but how relevant is that to us today? Because we see that they thought those men were unlearned, but they were endued with power. Is that relevant for us today as believers? Oh, absolutely, Mr. Speaker, because the same God that did it back then is the same God can allow it to happen on today. The same Holy Ghost power that was infused uh, in the disciples and in the followers of Jesus Christ is the same Holy Ghost power that we receive in our lives today. The same healing, the same deliverance, the same ability to do uh, what God wants us to do can be done today. I just believe uh, that Jesus does not change and his word does not change. Yes, we change and society changes and things happen, but thanks be to God. I am so glad. I mean, I am really thrilled that the same power that was exhibited on the day of Pentecost, the same feeling of his spirit as it happened back then, it can happen right now and on today. So thank God for the power of his spirit. So we see in the book of Acts, the birth of the church and the power of the Holy Spirit. It is relevant to us today. Help us to understand today, Bishop, why don't we see um, the prevalence of, of miracles and the uh, the great power of the Holy Spirit working today? Well, Brother Vincent, I have asked God that several times. And what has been impressed upon my spirit is that we are in a society now where people feel as if those things that happen in biblical days, there's no need for them now, quite frankly. And when people talk about the Spirit of God and they talk about what the Lord can do spiritually, signs and wonders and miracles, 
I believe wholeheartedly in what the Bible says. I take it literally that uh, those miracles can and will and do occur right now. But I also believe that because some people are so modern in their thought, they just don't believe that it can happen. Well, if you've ever been in a situation where you were down physically and they told you that you would not be able to do anything that you, that God can pick you up, he can turn you around and he can spiritually bring you to that point. So I just believe, uh, Brother Vincent, Mr. Speaker, I believe that the reason why we don't really believe in those or we don't really see those things is because people don't believe uh, in those things like uh, they did back in those days. They literally in those days, they literally took it literally uh, what the Bible says. And I think today we scoff at it, but uh, it's nothing to laugh at. It's nothing to make fun of. It is real. And what the Bible, uh, what what happened back in the day can happen on today. So uh, what I hear is it's basically unbelief um, is what's causing these things. Well, why people um, are not really seeing those things, unbelief. And I I also say, and I I believe you spoke to this, that, you know, people don't feel that they have a need um, for it, a need for those things. You know, but help me to understand this point, you know. They they feel that they don't have a need for it, but the moment anything goes wrong in their life, the moment they have any challenges, it seems that they run back to the thing that they don't believe in. Uh, they run back to the church and they solicit the prayers and they, they, they want to, to be a part of the church. They want to see miracles, but all those things happen by way of the Holy Spirit. What is that disconnect, Bishop? <laughs> oh, I just, again, I think that people make fun of it. People mock it. They scoff at it. They think that it is not necessary. Um, We don't have to worship God that kind of way, that kind of thing. Uh, So, you know, I I, I just believe that's the way. Uh, I I believe that that's the reason why uh, people do what they do. So I'm going to let you know today that I believe in what the Bible says, and I believe in uh, the manifestation of miracles and the manifestation of signs and wonders, I just believe that it can and it will happen. And because of my belief, because of that belief, I I don't take that lightly. I believe that it can happen. It does happen in our society today. And those who believe in it can receive it and they can have it. I want to ask you a tough question here. Um, This one's going to be a tough one. And it's dealing with, you know, speaking in tongues. Because here on the day of Pentecost, they um, spoke in other tongues, meaning other languages. God gave them that ability. One, is there a difference between speaking in other languages and other tongues and actually speaking in tongues? And does God uh, allow people to speak in unknown language? I mean, in known languages at the drop of a dime today to do like missionary work, evangelism and things of that nature. Well, I believe that it happens in today's society. I am a witness. Uh, I believe that it happens, and it happens for the edification of the saints. The Bible tells us that there are times when we don't even know what to pray for, uh, but the Holy Spirit takes control. And when we speak in an unknown language, uh, that is not something that you conjure up. That's not something that you make up. It happens. And it is speaking spiritually to help you to deal with what needs to be done. And I'm just excited to be 
um, a Christian who happens to believe in the signs of the Pentecostal faith. And uh, I just I just think that uh, I just think that God is is doing this uh, for us uh, on today as he did uh, back in biblical days. What would you say to that person right now that is seeking um to know God in a, in a, uh, and have a closer walk with him and you know, be filled with the Holy Spirit and be a witness of the things that can be done by way of the Holy Spirit. Well, brother, I believe that the Spirit of God can be given to anyone who asks for it. One of the things that we believe um, in as Pentecostal Christians is that we believe the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2 and 4, is given to believers who ask for it. And we also believe, uh, according to our statement of faith uh, within the church that I'm affiliated with, we believe in the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit by whose indwelling the Christian is enabled to live a holy and separate life in this present world. I just believe that. And anyone, anyone who has asked God to forgive them of their sins, anyone who has asked God to come into their life, anyone can say, Lord, now I am open. I am available to receive your spirit. If you ask for it, you can receive it. Uh, the redemptive work of Christ is very important. It not only provides healing for the human body, but it also answers to answers uh, the prayer of those who believe. And so because of that, I just know that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is vital for my everyday walk with Jesus Christ. And if I want God to do wonderful and miraculous things, I have to receive uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit where I can receive an infilling of God's spirit, not just to have it upon me, because anyone who goes to church and uh, the spirit of the Lord is high uh, in a service, they will be moved by God's spirit. But once they leave the church, they might be apt to do any and everything. But the good part about having the spirit of God on the inside of you is that it keeps you in the midst of temptation. And I am definitely a witness to that. God's spirit will keep you in the midst of what you are dealing with. And thanks be to God for the Holy Ghost that gives me the power over temptation and the power to believe and, and the power to pray to God so that I can receive what it is that he wants me uh, to have so that I can pursue uh, things. And I am just grateful for the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost. I truly, truly agree. And as you were talking, I was just thinking of you talking about that power and the indwelling. It reminds me of the scripture that says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That power of the Holy Ghost that will allow you to go through, to overcome, to perform miracles, to be a bold witness for our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. As we bring this episode to a close, Bishop, is there anything that you'd like to say? Any final words? In today's segment, I want to again reach out to all of the listeners and thank them so much for joining us every week for the past few weeks on the Holy Spirit series. It has been a powerful series for me to read and study and pray. And the Lord has given me direction in how to deal with this particular podcast uh, every week that we've dealt with the Holy Spirit. And and I'm just thankful that they have been listening and and. Uh, uh, following us and telling other people about On Point. 
uh, with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. I want to thank each and every one of them. And I want to say to them that no matter, <coughs> excuse me, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, God of the Bible, the God that we read about, the God that we study about is able to go above and beyond whatever it is that we can ask or think. And if you ask him for the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you in abundance and you will be able to do great and wonderful things in his name simply because you believe. And I believe on today and I want everyone listening today just to keep the faith because God can and will make a difference in your life keep the faith. Thank you so very much, Bishop. We really appreciate your insight and your encouragement and your teaching on this series of the Holy Spirit. You've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. Until next week, be blessed.